Support for this podcast comes from ODC Dance. The world-class company returns for Dance Downtown, March 27th through the 31st, with two electrifying programs and five works, springing from cartoon, the news, and human connection. ODC.dance slash downtown. Support for KQED Podcasts comes from Star One Credit Union, now offering real-time money movement with instant pay. Make transfers and payments instantly between financial institutions, online or through Star One's mobile app. Star One Credit Union, in your best interest. From KQED. Hey, everybody, it's Devin letting you know that the Bay is going to be taking Friday off, but we're going to be back with a new episode on Monday. Here's today's show. Fresno police still haven't said much about the backyard mass shooting earlier this month that left four people dead and six more injured. There was only one press conference the day after the shooting. Good morning. My name is Chief Andrew Hall. And in that press conference, Chief Hall said something that confused a lot of people. The first phase will be the establishment of an Asian gang task force. All the victims were part of Fresno's Hmong community. And despite establishing an Asian gang task force, Fresno police has so far provided no evidence that the shooting was gang-related at all. This gang task force may be potentially perpetuating a stereotype that our community members are still trying to transform from and heal from. For Fresno's Hmong community, which is the second largest of its kind in the U.S., the Asian Gang Task Force is perpetuating a stereotype they've tried to shed. I'm Devin Kadayama. Welcome to The Bay. After the shooting in Fresno on November 17th left four people dead, six people injured, there was this press conference. And this is the first time that we hear about this Asian gang task force. What have police said about why they feel like a gang task force is even necessary to respond to this case? Police pointed to an uptick in violence. Alex Hall covers the Central Valley for KQED. Chief Hall said that there had been three incidents related to Asian gangs, violent incidents in the month of November, and 11 incidents in the past year. We haven't seen a a, a spike in Asian gang violence in a while, and we're starting to see it now as we're heading into the Hmong New Year celebration. Uh, We just want to get ahead of it, and there have been uh, a task force that have been established in the past for Asian gangs. And so, basically, the explanation for why an Asian gang task force was needed is because of this uptick in violence that preceded the shooting and the upcoming Hmong New Year, which is a huge celebration in Fresno, and it brings thousands of people, people from even outside of the area, from outside of central the Central Valley. And so Fresno PD has been saying that, you know, the reason for having the task force is to get ahead of that. There is no indication uh, that this uh, residence or anyone at the uh, at the residence were affiliated with a gang. However, whenever we have a Chief Andy Hall was very clear that this shooting in particular, that police had no clear indication that it was gang related. So I started to ask myself, well, then why would you start an Asian gang task force? It didn't really quite make sense. You know, it's a dark day in our community, not only in our Hmong community, but I think in our Fresno community. How Yang actually spoke at the press conference right after Chief Hall and said, you know, that he didn't see any gang connection. 
with the people who are at this family gathering. Now, these are people that are, are near and dear to us. Um, I don't see any gang affiliation with these folks. Uh, like Chief said, um, very disturbed. At the moment, I don't know what to say. Um, community elders are calling. Based on what you're saying, it seems like the implication is that the mass shooting is connected to gang violence somehow. But is there any evidence of that? Not that we know of. There's only been one press conference to update the media on and the public on the investigation. That was the morning after the shooting. There hasn't been one since. I've checked in with the Fresno Police Department's public information officer almost every day since then. You know, I just send him a really quick email that says, any update, question mark? And the response is, no update. So if police haven't been able to make that connection between the mass shooting and gangs, how have police tried to justify the Asian Gang Task Force? They've justified it by saying that the Fresno Police Department, that usually when there is a a violent mass casualty crime like this, police have to go after all leads. And that usually when there are crimes of this magnitude, it is gang related or can be gang related. So Fresno Police have said that we don't have any clear indication that this was gang related, but we're not ruling it out. So I got to ask if there's no connection, no direct connection between the shooting and gangs, and this is just one theory or one part of the investigation, then why draw this much attention to it? Well, they could be trying to send a message that they're on top of it and that they are out in the community and they are there to protect the public. It's not really clear. Alex wanted to see for herself what kind of work the task force was doing. So she went on a ride-along with Fresno police. They would eventually end up at this one house. All right, you can step out. So we showed up to this house in South Fresno. Basically, this is a search warrant we executed at this residence. It's associated with the ABZ gang member. Alex said one man was sitting on the curb arguing with police. Like discriminate the wrong person because we used to be a gang member or whatever, man. You know what I'm saying? He basically explained to Sergeant Rossetti that he was no longer in the gang, you know, that he had turned his life around or, you know, they had this exchange that was pretty heated and the guy seemed really upset that um, Sergeant Rossetti was kind of asking him these questions and kind of, I don't know, putting that gang affiliation, you know, making it so much a part of um, his identity. You got out. just try to live our life, man. We ain't got nothing. But you obviously got out of it, right? Yeah, we out. We don't, we don't gang bang out here. There is a history of gang violence within the community in Fresno. Its peak was back in the 80s and 90s. But this area where the shooting happened has seen a steady decrease in violent crime over the years. In fact, violent crime is down by about 18% compared to this time last year. But despite less crime today, the memories of gang violence from decades ago has lingered. The person that I spoke to who mentioned this was um, former Fresno City Councilman Blong Shang who said that, you know, there was quite a bit of gang activity in Fresno in the 80s and 90s. For those that don't know the community, uh, you know, portrayed it in negative highlight, uh, 
negative light. He said that, you know, it took years for the Hmong community to kind of separate itself from those preconceived notions. And so when Chief Hall was responding to the shooting, he said all these things about how the people at the house were victims and that the police were doing their best to go after the suspects. But then when he announced the Asian gang task force, it kind of threw all of that out the window. The naming of of that task force, uh, especially for our community, um, personalized some of the the things that we fought so hard not uh, not to be associated with. And it was kind of this reverberating of these stereotypes that the Hmong community in Fresno has fought really hard to um, get rid of. And uh, it took us and community members to have conversations with our elected officials, with our police department, with, with, our, um, with our media to help educate them uh, in terms of um, our feelings and, and how it should be reported to make sure that it reflects a more uh, balanced and, and equitable um, perception for, for our Southeast Asian community. It's been about a week and a half since the shooting, and police still haven't released any evidence that the shooting was connected to gang violence, which raises more questions about the task force. We should say that some members of the Hmong community do support the task force. They also question whether the task force was based off stereotypes the Hmong community has tried to fight off for a long time. What else are you hearing from people in the Hmong community about the task force? Yeah, that's been a really big deal. I think a lot of people were really hurt after that. Um, You know, as a journalist and someone who is not in the Hmong community, I made the connection in my mind that possibly it's it's gang-related because of the establishment of the task force as part of the investigation. But I spoke to um, one individual, Moa Vang, who is the program director at a radio station here in Fresno that serves the Hmong community and other Asian communities. And he said that a lot of people were really hurt. Everybody's shocked. Everybody is hurting. And the whole community was uh, very sad because all the people we know there, it's a family member and friends and family and nothing that we we don't trust we don't believe that it's a gang related you know this is a tight-knit community people at the radio station people and other um, advocacy organizations that Hmong leaders are a part of had family members and friends who were at this family gathering. There was like 30, 35 people who were there so it was a pretty sizable group that was at this house and they said no this isn't gang related there's no way so those people who had, you know, personal connections to people who were, who were at the scene of the shooting were really upset that that kind of implicit connection had been made. They feel that it's too soon for the chief to say that he formed a, uh, a tax force for Asian gangs. So I, even myself, I feel that too. Quinn Din from CIRAC, um, which is a, a national uh, organization they had received a bunch of comments when this first happened, Um, comments on social media, messages on social media from around the country where people were really upset um, that this connection was being made um, before, you know, a firm determination had been made about the motive of the shooting. What they were triggered by was being stereotyped from so many different experiences um, from many generations ago and seeing that this stereotype may have continued to be part of the decision-making for the Fresno Police Department. 
What do you think has been the impact of the police's inability to answer this question about whether the shooting was gang-related at all? I think that it's created a lot of confusion. I think when you don't provide a lot of information, it leads people to imagine the possibilities. Um, There hasn't been a lot of information. Um, I can think of other shootings that I've covered where there were briefings morning and night every day for several days after the incident. Um, This wasn't like that. There was one briefing and myself and other journalists who not only from public radio, but also the local paper here, the Fresno Bee, you know, we've been trying to get more information from the Fresno Police Department about what's going on in the in the investigation, what's going on with the task force. And there really hasn't been um, a, a lot of transparency. It just has created more questions than answers. I think it's really easy for people in positions of power to define the public's perception of people and even entire communities. So there seems to be a lot hanging on the fact that the police established an Asian gang task force in response to a tragedy for the Hmong community. Alex Hall covers the Central Valley for KQED. I'm Devin Kadiyama. That's it for the Bay. We'll see you back here next week. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now, we're taking center stage. Introducing NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of Black-led stories from NPR's podcasts. Search NPR Black Stories, Black Truths wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Tyler Foggett. Join me and my colleagues as we go beyond the headlines and deepen your understanding of the forces shaping our world today on The Political Scene, a newly updated podcast from The New Yorker. With episodes three times each week, The Political Scene accesses the sharpest minds in politics for insight and analysis about everything from abortion rights to the war in Ukraine. Make sure you're following The Political Scene, available now wherever you get your podcasts.